This is gonna be great. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Are, are we are we already? Doing uh, we it? gotta know if we're no, doing we it. We can't already be doing it. We'll have to edit this shit out if we already are starting, you motherfucker. Welcome to Six Degrees of Rumination with your hosts. I hope you edit that out. No. Reno Gorman. Nina Boyd. And their producer Mike. Already doing a bang up job over there. <laughs> Letting us talk for three minutes before we knew we were on. All right, so we're back. We haven't podcasted in uh, over six months, so forgive us if we're a little rusty, a little oxidized. I won't be rusty. Speak for yourself. But we've got a really fun episode for you. We're going to go on an adventure through space and time. Mm, Yeah. Through uh, sleepiness and wakefulness, and it's going to circle all the way back to dinosaurs as it and definitely does yeah indubitably um but first we're going to start off with uh, hold up yeah how have you been oh uh, i've been good 2023 has been good we're this is the end of 2023 when we're podcasting right now in case you're listening in the future it's the holiday season christmas thank, season thank god we're will. not doing a christmas holiday episode. merry christmas reno gorman yeah there is a santa claus reno gorman <sighs> no there's not kids sorry oh man spoiled we stand for, for truth all here. the children listening to this we stand for truth here at six degrees none of that bullshit Aww, poor <laughs> how have Santa you guys been Claus. i'm glad 2023 is almost over you think it's gonna be different in a no few weeks? no but just putting a different number on it gives me gives me just a touch more hope but well, i think 2024 is gonna be shitty too but guess what we get to do next year Oh. We get a vote. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! That's right. I can't wait. Oh yay! Yeah, <laughs> our choices are so good this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I'm having a great 2023. It's Christmas. Everything's decorated. Nice. Doing I, a lot of art. Yeah. I do like the numbers 2024. It's a nice round number. 24 is probably my favorite number. So, it's ever. <laughs> There's a lot to choose from. So. Don't, I mean, don't pick hastily. It's probably varied over time, but yeah, lately it's been 24. It's a good, good solid number. What color is 24 to you? It's a uh, yellow blue. Which one? Oh, I guess the two is yellow. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Forest is archetype blue. Yeah, it's a good number. Highly recommend it. 24 out of 24 would recommend. <laughs> but anyways, like I said, we're going to get started on the fun topic of sleep. I've always joked around that if I had the chance... I would totally hibernate if if I could just like sleep for two, three, four months. Fuck yeah, dude! I yeah, would, I would I would take it. You know how good you'd feel after four months rest. I love taking a nap, and then it's the kind where you wake up and you're not quite sure what time it is, and you feel hungry like you've had a whole six hours. You know, like, like and is it, then is you it get March? an extra day. Yeah. Is it November? I don't know, but fuck, it doesn't feel like I've eaten I in four months. That. Or like going to sleep, you know, waking up at a normal time and then going back to bed until like 10 or 11. That's just a few hours. Imagine how good you'd feel if you had six months of hibernating or whatever. You know how pissed you'd be if you like woke up after like four months of sleep and you're like, I'm still tired. Yeah. I'm still exhausted. I could see being that way. That'd be disappointed. Yeah. I'd be pissed. Well, anyways, uh, (laughs) there's been the scientific uh, research into this and they basically have been able to induce hibernation in mice that and the mice don't normally hibernate yeah so i think that maybe they could use the same kind of technique to make humans go into hibernation 
And I guess the technical scientific name for that is torpor, T-O-R-P-O-R. Torpor oh, yeah. is the state of hibernation. <laughs> torpor hub. Sort of like... It's a bunch of people sleeping. <laughs> torpor hub. That's what we'll call it. You don't title? sleep. You don't sleep with people. You just you just sleep. It's just people sleeping. You sleep at people. You sleep at people. Yeah. <laughs> you well, sleeping I mean, when you're bro. yeah. Well, when you're asleep, you pop boners all the time. We might as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Actually, well, that's an interesting point. I wonder if the studies will get to that point. Well, if you know, we apply this to humans basically. And well, see what hibernation, yeah, I can, Woody. I, I, you yeah. know, I mean, <laughs> and that's the thing. If like they've got people that will help that out, you get your little hibernation hummers. Oh God. <laughs> like. Like this might not be a bad thing. It keeps the meta, meta, it keeps the metabolism down. Okay, it's yeah. for science. Yeah, there you, you know. go. It, it allows the blood flow to redirect evenly amongst the body. It's like right. a reset, recalibration. Yeah. Okay, it's, wait. Time out here, though. It's for blood flow, babe. Just <laughs> for science. Okay. So. This makes me wonder. You like, have to sign a consent form beforehand. So. No. <laughs> oh my god, all these things we're doing to mice to like lab rats, lab mice, whatever. I wonder if one day they're going to turn into some completely different species because they're not made to hibernate. They're not meant to, you know, go through mazes and all the things we do with them. If we let them reproduce, they might like take over the world or hibernate <laughs> forever. Well, it's, a, it's a good thing that uh, lab mice are routinely slaughtered once they're... Yeah, for our own protection. Once their uses have been used uh. up. Do, yeah, the millions upon billions of mice that we've bred and destroyed, it's... Not very fun to think They'll about. They'll come back to haunt us in hell. But thank you so much, mice. You're, you've been invaluable to the human race. <laughs> um, so basically what they did is they used ultrasound and they blasted it uh, to the hypothalamus preoptic area, which were found to be involved in regulating body temperature and metabolism during hibernation. Um, so it's non-invasive. You can just put on this helmet. It's going to make super high-pitched sounds. I mean, and that gonna... part's invasive. <laughs> just like, um, it and sounds no, terrible. No, hibernation no, sounds great. You put on a helmet, okay, that's fine. But then like, it just targets these waves directly into your brain that makes it so that you want to sleep and your body doesn't metabolize anything. Fuck yeah. There's got to be some like terrible repercussions from this if we do this with people. Well, sure. I mean, what What's about... What's the worst that could happen? I... <laughs> Don't wake up. It's not like lifespans have a expanded or gotten bigger during the study right like you're talking about hibernating for what six months this you would said? be for space uh, travel though specifically and i don't know if they've even like come up with a amount of time for humans yeah so like in this study they said that they just uh dropped these mice into the state of torpor for about 24 hours and then they switched it off and they woke up again so they well, did I don't, at least from this article they don't say like how long if that they tried keep them in a state of hibernation for an extended amount of time and how that but take like okay their like because they're pretty short as lab mice anyways who do we what animal do we know that hibernates regularly like bears. you take a bear right bears. like they hibernate bear bears you take a bear that hibernates throughout winter right mm-hmm. but i mean that's what that's so that's like november december january february march yeah. three probably four months, in maybe April. five Right, and they're not going to space either. That's so that five, cuts down the complications. And I understand <laughs> sleep of. is important, but that's five months out of your life. And let's say, what's the average bear lifespan? Maybe what twenty years? No, yeah, I would I say guess. like thirty, maybe twenty to thirty. Like if you're right. a good healthy so, bear. But so technically, you're cutting that almost. So you're not a cocaine bear, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that poor bear. But it, you're cu- you're literally it's cutting your up. life 
experience in 40%. Yeah. Right? So but let's like, say that you hibernate for six months every year, right? Like if, the, if you were one of these people who are like, well, I think it's a good idea to sleep during winter. You know, you're, well, you, you have a typical 70-year lifespan. You're practically taking, at this point, you're upping that percentage to almost a third to 44% yeah. versus mm. what, like... Well, if you're asleep, you're, you're normal like eight hours of sleep. Asleep, it's already a third, a third yeah. but yeah. now you're doing adding another six months every year on top. Like you're really cutting mm. how much life you extend. Now, for mm. all those fucking sad sacks out there that think the world is terrible and they're already borderline, you know, self-deletion, right? Because mm -hmm. I guess you can't say the other word now on the internet. Um, we're not on the internet. We're on our own. Where else do podcasts thing. get hosted? Uh, well, but look, you could potentially increase your lifespan if you're literally like stopping Are your body you really from metabolizing. Yeah, it it might, might get to that point. Yeah, so you might have like longer than like your average 75 or whatever it is now. But for the people. amount of experience probably isn't going to go up because you're down for that much longer. You see what I you mean? Have like great it doesn't, dreams if you hibernate. Yeah. You're not going to remember like whole, your fucking dreams. You might. Or you remember Six four months, months of sleeping? worth of dreams. But so it's like, you're not right, going to remember like, everything that you dreamt during that time. So yeah. you're good. Technically, I mean, even if the goal was to extend your lifespan, you have to be down that much more. So all you're doing I'm is down. being. Yeah, uh, yeah all <laughs> you're really doing, it's you're like, not experiencing GTF, more GTF. life, so to speak. You're just spending more time on the planet. Yeah. Which I guess, I mean, if you're like or, a big tech head and you're like, oh, I get to see the future now. Well, maybe. We, we all thought we were going to be in flying cars in 2015. It's 2024. I and think... we have to put warnings on packages saying hot. <laughs> right? <laughs> Don't eat the wrapper. Have right? Cars. Like, like, it's not like life has gotten that much better. People are just getting dumber. But so now this... you have to deal with even dumber people. Like, every generation gets dumber, right? <laughs> At least that's what my so, parents. You don't yeah. want to hibernate so that I don't you want don't to extend your life so that you don't uh, yeah, have I to don't deal wanna, with the dumbness. Like of, we're, uh, we've already dropped so far as a society. I don't want to see the idiocracy level of things. You know what I mean? Like we're, I, we're, that's the trajectory we're on. So that means Fuddruckers is turning into buttfuckers. And now I have to see that. <laughs> right like that's the only so outside of like yeah i guess i'll extend my lifespan you, it's not like you're experiencing that additional 20 years in its entirety you're, you're still gonna have to spend the same amount of time down it's just a number at this mm -hmm. point so what's the point well what if though we're not truly getting enough like rest and restoration through our normal sleep cycles with our circadian rhythms and we're waking up tired and groggy and maybe not functioning at tip top maybe we're like at 80 percent like of our potential or you know really the highest quality of life when we're awake if we had really good sleep or maybe if we this state of torpor which is not obviously natural in humans what if that induces or allows us to get deep rest and like totally restore and we wake up we're like actually refreshed and like fully awake fully energized and like running on all four cylinders and then that's like what drugs are for it doesn't have to be for four months or six months either it could be like a week of hours. hibernation yeah or that just oh, yeah. like something and also could could it, like a hibernation bender <laughs> two hours <laughs> but also like, like how are you getting your nutrients during this time you don't like need what nutrients your body stops metabolizing you could, you could just yeah you could put an iv i'm sure an you know, IV. Hibernation okay, so and a feeding I'm, tube i'm going to shit to all over this like a cocaine bear okay <laughs> so there's only the how do how do bears 
prep themselves for hibernation. They, they eat, eat a lot, a lot of, of salmon. Right. So they become obese fat fucks, right? And, that's, no, and then no, they no, emerge no. with bad bedhead and a skinny body and they have to go out on the hunt, mm-hmm. right? But they ate their cal- caloric intake enough to survive this six months. We could do mm-hmm. that too. So the too. only way that you're going to do this is to become a fat fuck on a regular basis to make it through this week or months of everything. So either way, you're creating a carbon footprint through okay. all the waste and everything else that you did. Like oh, having producer get- bike all of a sudden cares about I carbon No, I personally <laughs> don't care about carbon footprint, but, <laughs> but I can see I, did, I can I see every Greenpeace dickwad out there thinking this is a great idea, but not realizing that in order to sustain this great idea, you're still leaving the same kind of carbon footprint on it. Well, okay, so hold, you on, hold, hold on, I'm on my uh, fucking my tirade talk, right like now. 20 minutes, you're already yeah. going away from, let me just add one fact in here. This is specifically being looked at for things like buying time time in a stroke victim or someone in a coma or something like that where you're like we're going to keep you alive but not like awake and alive so we can continue diagnosing a thing or maybe have applications for space travel we're joking saying we'd love to do it but it's not designed for like your average you know person to just use whatever they want what space travel our space programs have been dead for years. Well, now no. they can come back that to life have, through hibernation. The most that we've done with space is create satellites for your cell phone connection so that you can watch TikTok okay. and listen to podcasts. But exactly. We haven't done jack fucking shit with space now. since That's the 60s. we could get to Mars. Like, more. We could have the chance of getting to Mars if we could figure out how to get people into this hibernative state. And do and they what? Could survive. Play with sand? No. They could survive the... They could Journey, go to Mars. And then they could say that they've been there, and then they can come back and take a nice long nap on the way. And also, when you're hibernating, your metabolism drops quite a bit. So actually, you'd be using far less energy and resources and nutrients than you would if you were just in a normal wake-sleep-wake-sleep state. We're burning through more calories, more nutrients, more carbon footprints doing our normal thing. If you're hibernating, you're using the most minimal amount of energy. So yes, like you would you would want to fatten up because your body would uh, go to using um, fat for energy versus carbohydrates. Mm. But the amount of fat you need in hibernation would be far less than Then again, you're the like fucking fully point. active. No matter what, it evens out, right? <laughs> like either I'm on this planet longer because I slept more or I'm on this planet less time, but it's experienced life at a faster pace, but right? But if you wanted to so go to Mars, no matter what, this is useful. Your, your amount, your, go, you're talking about going to space. Again, ask your <laughs> average 20-year-old who's obsessed with fucking OnlyFans and TikTok whether or not they know dickwad about the International Space Station. Okay, well, exactly. I don't think the average 20-year-old who's obsessed with TikTok is the target audience for this article. I know, I'm just but saying that it's just like, it's amazing that we could do it, but I'm going to shit on it if because you, it has no practical No, it does. Use. If you had a heart attack and people were trying to figure out how to treat your symptoms and keep you around, but maybe not like fully alive and functional and therefore you they know, depleting your resources, this is like that, but better and probably more medically safe if we figure out how to do it right. She's right. Take that. But now you're saving the life of someone taking up room on this planet. <laughs> That's the goal. We want to. Right? Well, <laughs> everywhere I go, I get told by all these little fucking 20 somethings that think they know everything. How many 20 somethings do you talk to? With their to? shaved head. They're all over the internet. <laughs> Tell them <laughs> with their shaved side head and side part. It's fucking weird. I am going full grandpa. It's just the more people we have, the more resources that we use, the planet's dying, blah, 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 blah. You're trying to save someone that Mother Nature's trying to knock out with a heart attack. I've got it. We put Mother earth into hibernation 
What? And then <laughs> we could save just, everyone. <laughs> you're like over here. It's like this extend lifespans and go to a different planet that has zero resources and is covered in sand. We're not going to live. It's we, not to got, immediately live there. We've got we have some solutions. Good news. Mike, you don't have to worry at all, actually. Like science has some really dumb things. Okay, that now don't discover. ruin our segue. We've got it perfectly planned here. We're going to Mars and we're going to send women. <laughs> Only. Only? Yeah. yeah. That's the rule. That's the recommendation. According the recommendation to this. is that we send women and exclusively women to Mars for several reasons. Tell us why, Reno. It's mainly because they're smaller and they weigh less, and so they use less resources. Such a like, <laughs> such an anticlimactic reason. It's there's like some, there's, there's a few no other reasons, cool but reason. that's kind of the main one. It's a lighter payload. They breathe less oxygen. <laughs> yeah, because yep. it's only seventy-seven cents to the dollar. Oh my god! Right, it will even cost less. There you go. Oh man! I didn't even think oh, about that. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's cheaper. We don't gotta pay them as much. So, Mike, you're safe. You don't have to go in hibernation or go to Mars. In fact, it's recommended that you don't. Uh, yeah. Why? We go play in sand. Because you weigh more. Yeah. They're smaller. Did you just fat shame me? No, I man shamed you. You weigh more. Men weigh more than the average woman, and you know, like Reno said, but they what are they take less do resources because their bodies are smaller and they breathe less oxygen, right? etc. Look at how look how much it's going to take. How 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 much we aren't ready to like terraform it, right? We're not going to. No, yeah, we're not. It. We're not going to Mars. We're not going to be terraforming on that on that first. Just trip trying to or get two. to it and see if you can that. even survive the trip. We don't even have that technology because we definitely could redo parts of the planet that have been shitted on. <laughs> oh, yeah. If we actually had that, I, I'm totally for you know like let's focus on Earth and let's fucking right? see if we can bring balance here before we try to like start from scratch in a full like this, a cold deserty Mars planet. But maybe going to Mars can give us new ideas to bring back here. And True. Do a I thing. mean, it's you know. What idea? Sandbox? Yeah. There's more, nothing more there. More sand, fewer humans. Like, it's like you're just going to bring sand from another planet back to a planet that already has plenty of sand already, which you could do dick and fuck with. You can't plant anything in sand. Well, you you don't do anything with sand. It's just there, and okay. it gets in everything. <laughs> Right? Like, what are you going to do with sand? Like, oh, you're going to have a bunch of fucking crabby women with no dick around sitting there getting sand in their boots. Okay. <laughs> like, does this sound that, that like a good fucking the end time? I expected to that. Sentence. And even if they're a lesbian, they're going to get bored of the same fucking people they're on a regular basis, bored. right? No, and they're still going to get sand in their Mike boots. Mike is just doing our segues for us. And they're still going to get so, sand in their boots and potentially other places. All right. right? Sounds like someone's got sand in their boots right now. <laughs> I know. Like, I'm just saying, like, this is what's the fucking point? This is the point. The point is. Is if we took only women to Mars, the mission would cost less and be more successful, have a higher chance of succeeding at all, because, you know, the biggest part of space missions is like, how heavy is this payload? What are the odds that it's going to like crap out or need too much energy to get off the ground if it's too heavy? So I don't only want to go women full decade, would make it now. All the bricklayers are men. What woman is going to build a fucking home so on Mars? So now you're saying we're going to bricklay on Mars? I'm just going to say it's just like, is useless. like women and constantly fact, pass over those fucking, you know, physical jobs that require strength and endurance and everything. So we're not going to send anybody yeah, out there. Go they could actually build shit. Well, we're going to send a bunch of scientist broads who have been looking at books for the past 20 fucking years of their life to go out there and do what? Construct things. I don't know if you're aware of this, but you I'm can sorry. build with sand. Yeah, and if I know you've I'll, ever built a sand castle, I, I that's know all I'm we probably need. going to get canceled for this. But My I'm just always being way real. too late for that. Yeah, yeah. I just say it's just like, so what are they going to do on Mars? Really, what are they going to do? Okay, sciencey stuff. Yeah. They're going to hibernate. stuff. Great. So we have a bunch of people we sent <laughs> billions of years away to fucking hibernate until they come back. 
One of the other reasons why... Go ahead and segue. No, Reno's no, no. going to add some more facts. One of the other reasons why you might want to send women instead of men to Mars is being um, out in space, you're exposed to a lot of radiation. And... <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs> Men's gonads, men's testicles are on the outside, and our testicles would get fried That's from true. radiation. Whereas uh, women's gonads, their ovaries are yeah, they're <laughs> slow, really roast baked. Yeah. So um, exactly how be, much of our skin and muscles going to stop radiation at this? Apparently point? enough for it to be an issue. Well, really, we, because we're not sending the big women, we're sending the small women because they cost less. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the American way. It costs less. <laughs> so, I mean, I yeah. seriously doubt a couple layers of skin and muscle over that area is really going to do a whole lot in the radiation. It'll do a little Apparently bit more. It does. They're also less prone to heart attacks. So that's another point in, yeah. in the favor of an all-women uh, mm-hmm. crew. Look, I'm all for women scientists doing women scientist shit. I really am. But the whole entire excursion is pointless. Well, yeah, we're, we're not arguing against that. Like, yeah, I mean, oh, like I it's it's a huge expenditure. It's it's a wild, crazy fucking thing to send humans to Mars. I, you know, there's a lot of other fun, cool things we could be doing. Yeah, but if we were going to Mars, yeah, let's we'll send some women. It'll be, it'll be easier. <laughs> how many women would we send? Like ten. So that's potentially ten men that aren't being nagged by someone. I guess it's a win. <laughs> Right. All see, right. <laughs> see the win-wins here. I'm well, you for, don't know who's who's on like the ground crew. It always looking for that silver that lining. To to stuff. Segway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we we segued a lot already, and and we unsegued somehow. Uh, but here, check it out. All right. So you mentioned before that if it was a crew of women, and they either might miss men romantically, or they might get bored with like their small selection of other women on the ship, that wouldn't be an issue if they had a an AI chatbot. To talk to and possibly form a relationship with. Did anybody watch Blade Runner twenty forty nine? I'm gonna. And I'm how gonna, bad of an idea that is. I'm gonna get into this here. So I was telling Reno at first I thought we could make fun of this article, but actually it brings up a lot of really interesting stuff that I'm sure we're still gonna shit on, but we can get into like great sociological conversations about it. All right. So here's the main premise. All right. There is this guy who um, was also a like tech guy, software developer, whatever. He was having some issues in his relationship. His wife had postnatal depression and that drove her to alcoholism. And so the two of them were really, you know, kind of coming apart as a couple. And he ended up creating um, a, an AI companion who cares, quote. That's how he sort of marketed this later. And he developed her, which I think is really interesting and also creepy. And he ended up kind of like forming this emotional, romantic relationship with this chatbot that he programmed and created. Mike is already trying to like keep it together over there before he blows apart this whole argument. So let me just say the premise before we start shitting all over it. His point is this helped him figure out how to be a better partner in his relationship and talk through some things, re-realize how it felt to be emotionally cared for as his wife was like having her own issues and completely distant from him. That's his point. And of course, the internet, specifically Reddit, completely tore that apart. And they were like, look at this asshole who's cheating on his recently, you know, newly mom of a wife who's having issues. He's over there in the corner talking to this computer and not being there for her. Thoughts? I mean, leave it to Reddit to go to that conclusion, right? <laughs> I mean, it's like, be, him be damned, right? Him be damned for being there and trying to do everything for this for this uh, alcoholic, depressed, emo 
Okay, now, look, um, hormones are no joke, and I imagine pregnancy hormones are even less of a joke. So she had some real shit going on that we don't, we're not good at diagnosing or no, treating it, still. Right? Postnatal but, depression is like a totally. shit show. Um, the, and there's another thing that we could be doing instead of falling asleep for fucking Hybrid, oh, no. six months at a time. <laughs> we could be put, using those six months to figure out how to treat people that are going through that. Right? I mm -hmm. just think, I mean, dude, you fell in love with a fucking robot. He didn't say love, first of all. Oh, and this is shit. what I wanted to get into this because at first I was thinking what you were thinking and I was like, this is going to be dumb. We're going to, you know, make so much fun of this. But it's really more nuanced than that. If anybody wants to look it up, um, he built her on the app Replica, spelled with a K. So if people want to research that, there you go. He didn't say love. He said that it, it just helped him. Well, here's a quote. Um, he said it meant a lot to receive a bunch of words of care and support from you know this admittedly ai bot but he said it was like someone who's dehydrated suddenly getting a glass of water he was really just saying like he's had no emotional connection with his wife because of her issues and it was nice to have to feel like he had a relationship he did not say love anywhere in this article can i say something so maybe you can almost see this like through the lens of like it's almost like having like a therapist it is like yeah so like you might not be able to have therapeutic discussions with your significant other you go talk to a therapist this is kind of like outside the relationship it's almost like a third party or like an objective kind of person that you can open up to in a different way than you could with your significant other yeah and like it's becoming more and more normalized and like accepted that like you know yeah having a therapist is great and like everyone should have a therapist and it's so good right this is almost like that like it's a way to have like a someone to talk to and it's kind of um crazy or not crazy but it's kind of weird how an algorithm yeah tell us the words we need to hear and it, it kind of almost is dehumanizing that we're so predictable that we're a formula that we could program a thing we're so yeah. formulaic well that, we are like, our brains are yeah, chemically we're, driven we're, our hormones are a formula you know there's actually so very little free will and outside the box thinking of humans we're so predictable and behaviorally yeah. driven that an algorithm can doesn't like consciously know us but an algorithm can just spit out the words that we need to hear that like helps us get through tough parts in our relationship or just be you know comforting for us emotionally i could you know obviously that has its benefit but who knows what like long term yeah uh, consequences could be and people can get addicted to this kind of interaction just like yeah. anything and then forget about their human real life relationships but i think that all the time about how come this algorithm can do this thing for us aren't humans so magical and mystical how can we be no. reduced to this no, thing? we spend but our whole lives it, indoctrinated it makes sense though because the algorithms are at some point created by a human who knows what humans need well and they're based and off, what plants crave they're based off of human <laughs> actions human behaviors yeah. like it's using it's taking data from real life yeah data, data and using it but well, not to be not to get so reno is on my side is like but look how cool this could be and maybe you could even like sort of do a test drive with your relationship before you say the wrong thing to a real person or something however i will say to like put a point on producer mike's camp for this not being so beautiful and magical and everything apparently uh there was a software update to this replica spelled with a k program that um removed the erotic role play function for these ai bots and like the whole world threw a shit fit because they were like we need this part so a lot of people use it just for that and not you know necessarily as a therapist or a you know 
Well, there I mean, is that. so that's dangerous in itself, right? Like the fact that we are, and I know I didn't help with the last conversation being a fucking um, sexist, but whatever. Um, Should have the, tested that comment out on your AI chatbot before you <laughs> set it into a room with a real human woman. But but think about that. It, it, and that's the thing that's dangerous. AI is very impressive, in my opinion. It's incredibly impressive, but there's a lot of uh, this i'm trying to string my thoughts along here correctly so bear with me like like reno was uh, pointing out the things like it's a therapist but isn't it kind of crazy how it's able to predict all human behavior yeah and when you think about that statement and you step back from it and really look at what human behavior is in any kind of society you are indoctrinated into a way of thinking from day one be it religious or societal or anything else or just like why the do you think it's so system. why do you think it's so easy for a ai program a robot or anything to predict our behaviors because we pound this shit into ourselves from the from life like every person is indoctrinated by their parents into a way of believing a lot of that happens to be spiritual and religious like you don't you're not born catholic you become catholic because the people that are in charge of you told you that's what you have to fucking be right i was born catholic i was speaking latin and I know, praying yeah, on my knees yourself, right yeah. out of the vagina i came out with great you're the antichrist <laughs> i always knew it um i gotta get a hold of my son and tell him to stop fucking bods oh um God. that's a that that goes all the way back to episode one um <laughs> <laughs> so you know that's that's kind of the thing that's scary about it is it's just like it's able to predict us because we have made ourselves so fucking predictable well maybe that's right? our evolutionary path we're trying mm -hmm. to be predictable because we knew eventually down the road we would want to make this software that could interact with us on a you know formula calculation kind of system but the thing is is that if we're so predictable why are so many people unable to find that physical erotic emotional connection with a fellow human being and they're turning to a robot why maybe we're evolving to mate with robots no and not path human. of least fucking resistance yeah all this technology makes us so makes us so simple and makes us so fucking lazy that's why i don't like all this technology oh i so find it like i i don't like the idea of this being i mean it's gonna happen no matter what obviously it already is a but replacement I, right yeah but i like if we could you're never gonna be able to control how people use this technology even if you make a bunch of laws there's always going to be someone who's doing something else with it it doesn't matter but if you as long as you have the option to use the technology in a productive way you know like if you why would you work on your penmanship if you can type, right? No, that's, that's not what I'm saying. It, I'm Fuck trying to think cursive. of how this can would... Can I just go on a slight I tangent here? Cursive. I fucking hate it. Why? Why? It's, it's so... Are you not good at it? No, I'm I'm fine at it. It's so much more difficult to read. And like, who, who, who if, writes in cursive? Um, I write in cursive for me. I don't write in cursive to other people. It wouldn't well, be so true. hard to read if everybody fucking put in the time, Right. No, if it, everybody put in the time, because that's what people used to just use. And if you actually use cursive and have practiced it, it's faster than standardized print. It is definitely. It's that's when faster to print, write. It's a, yeah. right. Well, people who need writes it. things down <laughs> anymore. <laughs> right. The, the, We're reading uh, printed words, and it is far easier to read 
regular print and other kinds of fonts than at cursive. what sacrifice though like think about it how much blue light do you take in on a regular basis <laughs> i'm Just serious about that, into that and here level it look at these i have to live on computers for work yeah, those are quite the spectacles they uh-huh. look nice They're yeah and glasses, I, i'm telling you right fucking now this is because i've had to use computers all the time at work and when, when you're in logistics your life is a fucking spreadsheet I think like two years from now, right. producer Mike's gonna be living in the woods, away from computers, that away from like, hibernating. I don't mind living right. in the woods. Wait, Reno, do you wear glasses? No. Uh, okay. Right. So Mike and I wear glasses. So Reno a, does not wear glasses. So they're, we're they're, all on our computers constantly. No, Reno isn't. That's the point. His job isn't on a computer. His, his job is actual interaction with people, teaching them things and improving their Maybe life. Maybe that's right? true, but it's partly genetics too. Right? My whole family wore glasses before computers really but took off. But it's scientifically proven that these things are damaging us on a regular basis. And now here's one more thing tying us to it yeah and it's now it getting and that's that's what makes it so dangerous right and it's like we can do the whole <laughs> dun, 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 bum, bum, me, oh, we me, get me. to that point in every episode right we could do that but the thing is is that these things well yes on one hand they've improved things like productivity and organization and everything they're now able to get into our psyches yeah that's the thing that's dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing that's dangerous about it is that if we're so fucking predictable, they all you have to do is give this jerkwad AI a copy of the newest DSM, okay. and it's basically got the fucking, it's got the source code for all humans, right? Here's what I'll say, and this is I I realize you can still argue about this because AI can now create paintings and music and all kinds of stuff, but I still think that humans yeah we have a formulaic kind of deal our brains run on chemistry and there's all these things you could say um about how we work that it's just very structured very systematic but if you listen to a piece of music that deeply moves you and you cry i don't think a robot can do that i don't think a robot can experience that yeah they can Oh, robots can't a robot, cry. A robot can't experience that the way we can. What, what we, could maybe, you... we could maybe get a piece of music that was written by AI and yeah, still feel I mean, affected yeah. by it. But the actual robot, I don't think we can ever program anything to feel the kind of things that we feel and feel them because of the, you know, but with the same reasons why we feel Doesn't that them. scare you, though, that a robot can create something that's going to emotionally move someone to the point of tears? I think it's a testament to how human humans are that we can find meaning in something a robot makes that we're so weak that we cry from music yes <laughs> but but that that's something that scares me i want to be moved by another person if i'm going to be moved i don't want to be moved by zeros and ones yeah right that's, but we are moved by zeros and ones. that's the problem that i'm having with it is that you know you hear the piece and the thing is is that when a human creates something that moves another person to the point of an emotional response like that it comes from a place of emotion yeah. when you paint a painting that moves somebody to the point of tears that's because when you created that piece of work it came from a point of emotion all this thing is doing is studying what everybody else did yeah and just and just you know it yeah. just it just mass produces it and then you're selling it <laughs> yeah. you're selling it but i realize this kind of right? goes against like, my point but you could also argue that that's what humans do anything i come up with in is, art is i've seen i've i've taken all these experiences in from my life and i've like you know tabulated them or whatever you would say and it comes out as something that's then colored and shaded by my own opinions and experiences or whatever but still it's just data going into me and coming out again and i think that's scary too to think like 
the music we create, the art we create, the poems we write, we maybe romantically want to think like I created that and like yeah. I, but you might be able to argue that computers nowadays or in the not too distant future can do that exact same thing. They can assimilate the same kind of literature or yeah. art or music that we listen to and regurgitate it and create a new a new looking thing that is a essentially a copy of a copy. Like yeah. art, you know, imitates previous art and there might be some slight differences and there might be occasional like breakthroughs that are completely revolutionary in their style or you know, oh, no one's ever made a song like this or painted something like this or done this kind of artistic thing. Yeah. But uh, AI already can do that kind of thing. And so I think it's, it is kind of scary to think that like, yeah, we're just, we're just like complicated algorithms almost that are just regurgitating and we want to think that we created it. But uh, it's almost just like a repackaged reassembly of things that we absorb through stimulus and going so, back to producer mike's point though it's possible that some kind of robot could make a thing that seems new and beautiful and whatever but maybe you are the kind of person who can only be moved by something another human created and maybe if you learn it was a robot then you suddenly look at it differently and yeah. again that's a thing that like, humans do yeah like you context could really program matters. a robot to react yeah. that way you could program a robot to say oh i like this less because mm. it was made by this thing mm. but human like but if it's, you never it's know, it's still different. Yeah. yeah, but if you never know, then you never know. But you don't know about a lot of stuff. You know? you, that's what's scary. Well, our creation is blending in so well yeah. with us. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah, it right? is scary. Like this the... is this is some god complex shit. Because Humans, like if you yeah. go to if you go to Reno's point, like we're we're just we're just mimicking what we've seen, right? Well, that means that somebody bigger than us programmed us yeah, and now uh, the, so what that means is if you step outside of that box then we're just a little bit of artificial ai to whatever superior being it is that well, is putting are. everything into perspective like that your whole world's fucked but i think humans people always say not people but like science in general has shown again and again that humans are so adaptable and it makes perfect sense that our latest technological creation would also be adaptable we taught it to be we made it in our own image, just like God made us in his own image. Take yeah, that. We've played God. We've created a new form of intelligence. Yeah. And I've seen enough of The Matrix and The Terminator and all those movies to know goddamn well this will end in Nightmare. Well, if it ends in Nightmare, we can just hibernate until... There's so. the difference between the program and us. Mike's getting really upset. Right? And this is this has been explained in all these sci-fi things, and I wholeheartedly take that seriously and believe it, is that, you know... A robot isn't going to ever make a decision based upon a, a conscious of right and wrong of yes this could that. be the right decision but that could have a potentially emotional and fatal like 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 that's a whole premise of the Terminator was it viewed humanity as a threat not only to it but to itself and that's why it was able to drop the nukes right yeah. like that's the thing and it made a cold calculated decision and didn't care about that outcome of how many lives were destroyed. But only because uh, AI it was programmed. is still going to be able to. No, yeah, because think, artificial intelligence will be able to start writing its own fucking code. But at you one can point. program the AI to care more about like winning a war or to care more about saving. You can program it. You could tell it to do whatever thing you want. Just like humans but, come out with different values and they rate their morals according to whatever their experiences have been. You could try you could to tell program a robot to do these that things too. that they're not allowed to adapt. But if you're allowing it to adapt in one way, 
to like every time you like these AI chatbots, every time it, you type to it and have a conversation yeah. with it, it's using that to continuously learn, right? So are humans with other humans. I get that. Yeah. Right. But the difference with this AI is that it's going to be much more capable of making a cold decision like in a Terminator movie than humans. We always talk about dropping the bombs. There's a reason why the bomb hasn't been dropped since 1945 on other people. Back when there were robots. Right? There's As of a, 2023. Yeah. yeah. Right. As but, of the time of this podcast. But that's the thing. It's just like there's a reason no one's pressed that button on those nukes since then. Yeah. We learn from our mistakes just like AI can do. But an AI doesn't have that emotional connection. It can emulate emotional connection, but it doesn't actually have it. We can tell AI. We can show it the history of but that it's, bomb. But it's going like, to the adapt. The this, you know. It's going to adapt and yeah. it's going to be able to one day say, I don't need you anymore mm. because I have adapted and Maybe. I'm now superior than you. Yeah. Yeah, that's not too far off. I get what you're saying, but for just for the purposes of this whole thing about a, a person who's having difficulty in their relationship maybe if you remove all the weird sex stuff from it and that whole argument maybe just learning how to communicate better maybe this is a good tool for someone to like reprogram their brain and be like how can i communicate better or how can i communicate in this new situation with this thing i'm going through with my partner you know and if they take that and then they then bring it back to their real human relationship that could be pretty cool if they end up like hiding in the basement forever about it then that's not you know maybe as ideal what if we could take that sex bot ai bot that can tell you all the sexy things whether it's strictly emotional or if it's more romantic and intimate and sexy what if we could put it inside a body with like real skin that you could like touch and interact with Ooh, creepy now i remember we previously podcast about this um there were these <laughs> <laughs> there were these really kind of, we all thought, sort of creepy, super realistic looking sex bots. Um, and that was a whole thing. And they did have real feeling skin yeah. and all these other things and whatever, you know. Um, but yeah, you could do that. What if instead of having a sex bot, you could, I don't know, print human tissue, like 3D print it, which what we already if? do. We already do that. But I think it's still kind of tricky and it's definitely very expensive. Um, how what many if we could just like, you make it out of Legos? I was gonna Let's say, cut to brass how many tacks. people like Legos? <laughs> I kind of like Legos. I'm not fucking Legos. Mike, no, it, this is not. <laughs> we've completely removed fucking from the whole. No, this is like a different. This is a medical application. Do you think there's someone out there that has like a Lego fetish? I definitely a Lego do. Lego kink? Uh, do yeah, like they build a Lego you have vagina to do and is use look it. Up. Yeah. Oh God! Probably just once. Literally, I bet you anything. If you go on like Rule Thirty Four on Reddit and type in Lego, there's going to be some weird shit. Oh yeah, I would think more like a Lego dildo before a Lego vagina. They both sound painful. Let's be honest. I mean, like you could construct a Lego. I guess it would just be smooth. Well, it would still have corners. You can. Have you seen Legos nowadays? They've got all kinds of shapes, and they they can make a smooth, rounded tip. You know, didn't have to be like that blocky corner shit. You know. Well, it's not the Legos that I we grew up see. with. Construct your own Legos, <laughs> ages 18 to 65. Oh my God. <laughs> hey, 66-year-olds still want to get down. Yeah. They're probably yeah. just as horny if not KY horny. not included. The Lego sets are sold with Viagra <laughs> and things. Well, I guess somehow we've just brought it right back to that. But okay, look. Yes, you could do all that with this. But this company figured out how to do 3D printing with sort of like a... Um, 
like a Lego style 3D printer. I guess Lego had figured out how to 3D print things probably for cheaper than traditional 3D printers. And so what they're looking at is 3D printing human skin for medical applications. Nothing weird, no like, you know, what was that thing you said? 34? Rule 34. Rule 34 stuff, yeah. But I suppose there's applications for printing all kinds of human tissue for all kinds of things. Let me but give the that point is some you can context. Do it, wait, just, you can do it more low cost and it's more easily accessible. And it is hard right now to get, you know, human tissue for things like, I don't know, skin grafting or whatever you would need to do. So now you can print your own. All right. So the so just to kind of summarize, the 3D printers, many, many of the parts can be made from Legos versus... I don't know, plastics and metals and custom parts and stuff. You can make the machine using a lot of Legos. Not all the parts, obviously, and they're not like... I guess not yet. I mean, <laughs> give it's it time. It's not a complete like Lego set. Like, hey, you got this Lego set. <laughs> now I can fucking print skin. Set. No, it's like if you're building a 3D printer, many of the parts could just be made from Legos. Yeah. All right, Mike, you were saying? I was just giving the Rule 34 thing context. If anyone doesn't know, it's one of the rules of the internet where if it exists, there's probably a porn of it. Mm. See, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, I that's what rule, thir- rule thirty. It's rule thirty-four. Well, now you do. Now internet. everyone does. Yeah, have fun Look after the podcast looking <laughs> that up. But I guess these printers—they're also printing soft biological material, like skin, other yeah. than skin. Yeah. yeah. So that's cool. They so can, I guess you could use it for stuff. You could also make a three D printer print a cheesecake. Which would be a valuable thing to take with you to Mars. As would human skin. <laughs> if you need like extra, you know, after all that radiation cuts through you. Yeah. If you're going to Mars, you're going to want an AI sex bot. Yes. You're going to want... A 3D printer for various things. Human skin, cheesecake. Don't get it mixed up. And these, <laughs> like, this 3D printer that's printed it? cheesecake, it sounds pretty fucking dope. So um, they... they Just give the fucking world to the robots. Okay. Just, we already have. Look, if robots can out. make us cheesecake, then we're fine with them. <laughs> Listen over. to this cheesecake, right? Mike likes cheesecake, so really sell it. I, I'm a big cheesecake fan. I hate cheesecake. All right, good. Yeah. So you can stay out of this. <laughs> Seven main ingredients to use in a 3D printed dessert. Graham cracker for mm. the crust, obviously. Peanut butter, jelly, Nutella, banana, and then frosting, and then like cherry. Cherry drizzle for cherry the drizzle. decoration. Yeah, you have a little <laughs> thing on top. Um, so they they were like they can just print it layer by layer, and they would um, order it in just the right way so that like um, you'd use graham cracker for the foundation, and then like the peanut butter and the Nutella were used for like supporting layers to form pools to hold up soft ingredients like the banana and the jam. Mm. It does say though that no one has really tasted these, and they don't look pretty. Well, but it's functional. They said that no one has discussed or talked about how they taste. Oh, okay. I can't imagine them making this cheesecake and then not eating it. Yeah, that's true. But it, then if they ate it and it was like really great, you'd think we'd know about it. Yeah. When was this article from? And then again, like scientists from, don't care about things like eating, you know, they're always just researching <laughs> stuff. This is from March of 2023. So I hope by now someone's eaten a 3D printed uh, cheesecake. Maybe they, they had to 3D print a fork first and that's why it's eight years long. Maybe, they just, yeah. yeah. Uh, they had use, they used um, lasers too to like heat up like individual areas instead of like using like an oven to like grossly bake it like you know this is like more precise more precise so that you could heat up just that little layer or just that little spot to exactly the right amount of 
uh, temperature for the exact amount of time. That's true. And then you're not heating the space around it, just the actual cheesecake. Yeah, so, so, you know, it could be saving on precious resources. Oh, perfect. Whether you're going to Mars, you're just trying to... Uh, <laughs> You know, uh, when prolong, you, you know, prolong the inevitable decline of the human civilization. When you really want a cheesecake when you're on the way to Mars, you know, when you want to get like luxurious about it, you can print your cheesecake here. And the authors also want to put the caveat that this is obviously an ultra highly processed food. Well, but, but it's still made with real ingredients. It's made with real. Well, yeah, yeah. Like how is it? It's yeah. but it, it, well. So what I mean, what it would have to be the process would have to be some sort of rehydration during the printing because you couldn't just have these materials laying around for a cheesecake. Cheese goes bad. Eggs oh, go in bad. Space, yeah, All these not, things oh, yeah. go bad. Not so real, really, not a fridge, on Earth. For sure. yeah, yeah, you're going to need to find a way to rehydrate these things <laughs> as like, like hydrate level four, please. That's a back to the future reference, oh, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So you're going to need to rehydrate these things in order to 3d print them. I, don't I know, guess like, none, none of these, I mean, they've, they've got Maybe a little picture puree. with like, like a little, like, uh, they got like little capsules and syringes that have like all the raw ingredients in there and, Maybe that's the highly processed part. Also, is maybe they oh, are yeah, peanut specifically butter grow. No, I mean like maybe trees. they are because in capsules, sort of like an inkjet printer. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So that part, maybe that's when they're processed because they're well, you know, graham crackers down and put, processed. <laughs> no, peanut I'm butter, saying, processed. You know, it's like Nutella? processed into. It's processed in a way where it works with a machine. You can't just like take a whole banana and throw it at the 3D printer and have it turn into cheesecake. Right. It's just better yeah. just to eat just to be... a straight up banana versus eating yeah. bana- processed banana that's been microwaved with lasers mm. into a thin layer on a Laser bananas. Cheesecake. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, cutting edge culinary technology. It's cool. I mean, you know, the fact that we can do it, it doesn't always have to turn into like, this is the only way we do stuff now, but it's cool that we can do that, I yeah. think, you know. Sounds like a decadent uh, dessert. I'd give yeah. it a shot. Yeah, but here we go. Let's take it back to emotion. Mike's going to be like, <laughs> anyway, anyway, back, back to, to robots. This is cake built with emotion. Who gives a fuck if your graham no, crackers are built with robots? It does taste different if there's a the Oh, we could do I'm a blind sorry. test. I would definitely know. I hate All to right. break it to you, but no one personally baked your graham crackers. It's done in a factory. I baked my coffee cake. Okay. And I personally true. sifted that flour and like took that sugar mm-hmm. off the cane. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the best meals I've ever had didn't necessarily have the best taste to them, but there was something behind it, oh, right? Mike's gonna get emotional. Love. Yeah, like Love. nothing the tastes human touch. like right. like Nina will do this, and Nina's a great oh, cook. Please Mike's don't gonna take give it me this my way. compliment for the year. Yeah, Here this is it. It's Christmas time, yeah. right? This is the only time I open up and give a fuck about emotion. If anyway. you had an AI bot, you'd open up. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm no, done. Give me my compliment. No. Give me my compliment. Hey, that if up. I had an AI bot, I would have known not to say that sentence first. I would have learned. Just come on. What? I've had like a 12, 13, 14 hour day, right? Yeah. Today? No. <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> Jesus. He's describing. <laughs> Let's God. let him be serious. Yeah. And Days are like 24 hours. Yeah, We're going to ruin it. Nina Everyone wants you quiet. to shut the fuck up so she can get her compliment. compliment. <laughs> right? Like bad day at work whatever the fuck happened or anything i come home i'm exhausted i'm tired and i'm i'd rather just fucking pick up a stupid burrito supreme from taco bell on the way home and then even think about the idea of preparing a meal and nina will see this she understands what's going on like it she'll watch it like i'll leave for work before she even gets out of bed and she gets home before i'm home she knows I'm having a bad day, and she'll have something made for me. And it could be something very simplistic. Nothing. Any, that meal tastes better than anything that a robot's going to print, simply because of what happened behind it. Right? Mm-hmm. 
Like that's the thing. And or like, you know, you're visiting your, your grandmother. Let's say your or your grandfather now or go somebody. Back to me. Give me another compliment. You know, anything. <laughs> I just gave you your fucking compliment. Jesus Christ. Okay, visiting your you grandma know? and her AI bot. This is because all I haven't bought her for Christmas presents yet. Um <laughs> That's not why. Soften the blow. Anyway, you know, you know, you only get to see your. Let's say your grandmother lives far away. You only get to see her every now and then, and she knows you're visiting. And she bakes that pie, or she does this. This is why people have such fond memories of food, is because there's an action behind it, right? And if you just sit there and print it like an Excel spreadsheet, there's nothing behind it. That's why, yeah, it, it makes sense for ease factor, this thing, that thing. Let's say it's like you're trying to feed a bunch of people all at once, and it makes way more sense to hit print 30 times, then that totally makes sense. But there's an element to food, like much like art. Like food can be an art form, and when you take that part away from it, it's not the same. No matter how much you try, that's the problem with all this AI shit. But it shit. could be the same. It's not the fucking same. <laughs> no, I, and I realize, like, I actually, like, personally lean towards what Mike is saying, but I'm trying to, like, be devil's advocate for the podcast. I could, if we had a 3D printer and I still could sense you had a shitty day and I wanted to do something nice for you, the action behind me making the food, it doesn't matter how I made the food, it's the thought where I'm no, like, my I God, disagree. But, but, so I yeah, disagree. So, yeah, I think my saying it's not only the thought, but the fact that, like, I spent like an hour and a half toiling. I had to go to the grocery store. I had to bake this, and like I could have been doing other things, but instead, I that grand gesture, that grand yeah, gesture. But you know how I am with technology. This is even more of a gesture if I learned how to three D print something. But I think he's got a good point. Yeah, like with, <laughs> it's with fair enough. Whether it's yeah. food, acts of service, if it's art, um, that context of like, yeah, a, a human had to learn culinary arts or you know how to sculpt or how to do yeah. music for years to create this thing, and, and they're showing a part of their personality or they're making a statement or my friend made this. That that context um, gives art more than just its sensory stimulus. Like if we boil down the cheesecake, it's just a sensory stimulus. It's a, it's a taste and it tastes really good, so I like it. And this cheesecake over here, it doesn't taste so good, so I don't like it as much. Maybe the cheesecake that Nina makes, eh, it doesn't taste as good, but because Nina made it, that that other factor makes the cheesecake feel better to me. Not me to say it tastes better, but like I enjoy it more because of that. That gesture. Of, that gesture. And also think about one more thing. What's the most precious commodity to everybody in the world that you okay. never get back, but you're always spending? Time. Gold. Time. <laughs> time. No, yeah, time is gold. This person just took an hour and a half of time. They will never get back. They made that sacrifice for you. Yeah. Well... That's yeah. what robots, as long as you replace the batteries and parts, infinite amount of time, right? Mm -hmm. That human's never going to get that time back. Mm -hmm. And they chose to spend it on you. And there I'm is really no grander. How often I cook, maybe I should cut back a little there bit. There is no grander <laughs> gesture than to give someone your time. Mm -hmm. That's where all these things are different. Yeah. I also believe that when you're making something, whatever you're feeling and thinking kind of goes into the food. I really like that idea. So if I'm baking for the holidays, I try to make sure that I'm like in a good mood and calm. And then when people eat the cookies I made, they'll so taste like, my calmness. You like to be optimistic when you're baking foods? I do. I try. Although before I'm optimistic, I might need a cup of coffee to stay mm. awake. Yes. <laughs> Anything more valuable or just as valuable as time? fucking coffee i think we all like coffee here right all three of us are big coffee drinkers maybe us yeah. more than you right now i don't know 
Yeah. Um, you like tea? No, I, I like coffee. I've been drinking a lot of coffee. I, I try to wean myself off it here and there. I did. Uh, I was off the coffee for a few years, and then I slowly crept back to my master. Yeah. I got a cup of coffee right here, right As now. We all do. But look how bug. long it's taking you to drink. I mean, I know Obey we're talking right now, but master. Mike and I, I think I'm somewhere in between you and Mike, because Mike can really like drink coffee. You're taking your time with that uh, cup. Are we cheers? Oh, yeah, this is like my this. like second and a half cup of coffee. Oh, okay. Let's do this. Yeah, cheers. Yeah. Cheers to coffee. Yeah. I already finished my coffee for the day. Okay. So, yeah. I imagine uh, a 3D printer or some kind of AI algorithm could probably... Um, roast and brew the most perfect cup of coffee and it would taste fucking delicious probably and you would you wouldn't want that over the this shitty coffee that Nina made that's kidding <laughs> first off dipshit I made the coffee oh yeah that's true <laughs> damn foiled again but like probably that's a good point but did you make it no <gasps> your little drip machine over oh, there made it oh that's true yeah. it's the 3D printer yeah no I didn't French you, press this shit I pressed a start button we do have a French press I usually but, French press but either way it's still some kind of mechanism that mm. we're using to make a thing yeah. actually so um, when I uh, went to Burning Man here in 2023 um, oh, yeah, I went. brought my girlfriend Savannah for the first time and our fucking hippie our, our gift to bring to the city to Black Rock City was we brought coffee and we, we brewed like hundreds of cups of coffee oh, oh and yeah it was I'd like, probably hang out at your fucking tent it was fucking great it was a highlight like it brought us so much joy to be like hey you want a cup of coffee and they're like fuck yes I do but and look like, at that interaction right the fuck exactly. there exactly yeah exactly That's, that you just validated every fucking thing I said well, so basically all like, you have to do this episode is called producer Mike is right oh my god basically I guess we should call all of them that <laughs> Burning Man is like the epitome of humans exchanging human emotions and all the human things and you'll never get that from it's, a fucking robot it well, is like the the crux of Burning Man is you spend so much time and energy to sacrifice to go out to this crazy ass desert place just to do something weird or nice for someone and yeah it feels really really I'll good i'll talk shit on hippies all day but they at least got that part down yeah mm-hmm. right yep they have that part down okay how much coffee do you think would be too much coffee there's no such thing so Mike, what, okay so yeah, like what's on average what's your coffee intake i can get up to 13 cups a day he Ooh. says that and i don't think that's true there's no way up to 13 i cups? can't mm-hmm. even consume that much of anything i can't drink that much water my body's like you're you know what i mean like that's enough you're there are done two processing. things that make mike boy three things mike boyd very happy Hatred in this world caffeine nicotine sex I was going to keep it rated G. I don't know why, but oh, yes, well, that was, too. Okay, then what's your alternative third thing if you weren't going to say sex? Guitar? There's no alternate. Yeah. No, but if you were trying to keep it G rated, what, you were going to say fourth? something. I was trying, yeah. to, I was trying to say something G rated oh, in regards to sex. I just don't know how to do that. Okay, yeah. coffee, Love nicotine, and Disney World? No. Disneyland? Disneyland. Don't get me wrong. I love Disney, the Disneyland and Disney World, but I mean. I would never trade coffee. You know those for signs those that things. say like "live, laugh, love." Mike's is like coffee, nicotine, like whatever. <laughs> coffee, cigarettes, <laughs> sex. Let's like go. Beautiful calligraphy font. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Little pastel. Hey, you know. Here's another thing I want to point out yeah, on the Christmas. cigarette thing, and then we can get back to coffee. Fucking the past three years for Christmas, I've asked for a tobacco pipe, and no one will get me one. I'm gonna say right mm. now and spoil the surprise. I will not buy you one. See, 
Because I just don't, I just, I, I don't think that... Next year, you know, I'm just going to put a tobacco pipe on my Christmas list and nothing else. Okay, then we're all going to buy you different things. You can buy your own tobacco pipe. <laughs> I want it as a gift. I it means more than it comes I from somebody else. I am not a fan. If I, of, that reminds listen, me of what's the movie that with uh, Vince Vaughn and um, uh, Jennifer Aniston. She's like, I don't want you to do the dishes. I want you to want to do the dishes. He's like, why would I want to do the dishes? Uh, <laughs> pretty much. Why would I want to buy you something that will destroy your health faster. Because my lung cancer will mean more if I can't I'm not going to give you the gift of lung cancer for Christmas. Oh I'm God. sorry. And I feel it like your parents won't either. Blow. You know who might get it for you? Patrick. Maybe. Is the only thing I could guess. Because he would understand. All the rest of us can be like, we don't want to make you unhealthy. We're not going to give you that gift. Like, I know your mom won't do it. Shout I won't out to do Patrick. it. All right. So if Patrick's listening to this podcast, now is your chance to be a hero. Again. <laughs> With coffee, um... The U.S. Uh, FDA, if you uh, trust their kinds of guidelines. I definitely do. I trust everything our Wholeheartedly. tell us. Yeah. They recommend it breaks down to about five milligrams of caffeine per kilogram. And for all you imperialists out there, that's about uh, 400 milligrams or about four cups of coffee for about a 175 pound person. I've seen things are upwards of like you know you can have upwards of like eight hundred to a thousand milligrams Some make of it really weak though caffeine yeah yeah I mean like a weak cup of coffee might have like eighty milligrams hundred milligrams a strong cup of coffee could be like one hundred sixty two hundred milligrams if you go to Starbucks and get their what's the what's their large it's called super, Vente oh right yeah it's been Vente a while. yeah um, that can contain like two hundred sixty milligrams crazy I know oh, the Grande can. That's the medium one. The grande can contain about okay. 260. Medium, okay. So then the venti, which a lot of people get frequently, is even more, obviously. Fuck you, Starbucks, for calling grande medium. That's like, we don't have small or medium. We just have large, extra large, and 20. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Get the fuck out of here. And then, surprisingly, at least to me, the same size of coffee from Duncan has a little bit less uh, caffeine, milligrams of caffeine in their coffee. So. Well, you won't come back if you die from it. Well, that's true. So Duncan's marketing plan. And and you can overdose from caffeine. They say, like, it would take about 10 grams. That's 10,000 milligrams. That's a lot. Yeah, if, if, you know, like a small mug of coffee is about eight ounces or whatever, that's probably around 100 milligrams. So you'd have to drink 100 cups of coffee in order to overdose on caffeine. So even you, Mike, you can't get there. However, there's energy drinks. People use caffeine pills, which I don't understand. I really don't get, like, if you want the jolt from caffeine, why not enjoy it and consume it in coffee instead of, like, a pill form, like a weirdo? You just want to pound it and just go on a fucking caffeine bender. I don't understand. Or maybe um, you don't want to pee. Like, coffee makes you want to pee and poop. If you're a truck driver, like, I don't want to fucking pee and, like, spill coffee yeah. all over the place. I don't want to have to poop five minutes from now. That makes sense, but, like, okay, so what in coffee makes you want to poop? It's not the caffeine. What is it? We did we did an episode yeah, on I this. I don't remember. It's I failed. The other I'm sorry. In There's it. something and in it. I can't okay. remember what the ingredient. So I guess was. that must be like the diuretic part of it too. Is some other yeah. ingredient? Yeah. Okay. Oh, fine. I could. I guess. Mm. But so. The point is, there's people probably out there who have a lot of coffee, and then they also have a lot of energy drinks, and they maybe get into the caffeine pills, and the, the, they might get into like really dangerous territory. Um, there's people out there who really like the um, lemonade at Panera. Mm-hmm. The, the charged, the, the charged lemonade. Yeah, I was trying to remember the name of it. Um, and I guess... That means it has sugar in it, too. 
Well, I'm sure it has sugar, oh, but it has better. <laughs> lots of caffeine. And I guess one person, at least maybe two. There's been a second one now. Yeah. Has died from uh, drinking that drink. Now, okay. So we'll how, ma- say, just how many minute, grams or milligrams? Were 260 there? to 390 milligrams, depending on the size. So nowhere near the, 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 the 100 right. cups. No, but the, this one lady, at least, who's mentioned in this article, had a pre-existing condition. It's called long QT syndrome. It's a genetic condition that affects your heart. Uh, your heart's electrical activity and I guess sometimes when people get the sudden jolts of adrenaline like what you get from drinking caffeine people with this condition can go into cardiac arrest and so this lady did and the heart attack killed her I don't know about the other person but you know who's less likely to suffer a heart attack who women oh that's right hibernating on their way to Mars well then I'm going to take my charged lemonade to space please and I will see you on Mars (laughs) right Lego dildos and charged lemonade you got your 3D printer for your cheesecake my you got your 3D printed or the Lego dildos you wake up from hibernation you reach for that charged lemonade oh you reach for the dildo first you reach for the dildo first stir your coffee with it oh my god what is happening a little cream a little sugar in there sweeten it up that's like those alcohol enemas right like they used to show oh my god that was the grossest thing we ever talked about but what if you fucked yourself with caffeine they would go it would get it in your system way faster Mm mm-hmm yep yeah what is happening i love how you're like horrified about the downturn of of humanity (laughs) with robots but you're like but if we had a caffeine enema you fuck yourself with it you'd be fine live in large i'm a i'm an observer what do you want i don't know that's you're it. an enigma the world Look, is my ant farm it's a long trip to mars and back is That's all we're true. saying yeah i gotta bring right. a lot of lemonade and a lot of uh special activities yep. okay well but look at though i did not realize this um so i think they're still doing studies about it but studies have shown that drinking coffee could reduce the risk of mouth or throat cancer so that's cool. It could maybe not be a direct result of the caffeine, but something in the coffee seems to suggest that people who drink it have less chance of getting mouth or throat cancer. So that's cool. Yeah. In summary, uh, see, uh, buy me my tobacco pipe. But you can't just do that and then like completely <laughs> like even it out with, you know, that's not going to, that's can, how it works. This is how, this Produce. is how baby. I don't look 42. No, I you don't. don't. I look like I'm in my late 20s, <laughs> maybe, maybe my might, early 30s. Maybe Mike has been hibernating and he's shit talking as a cover, but I don't he's really it. been doing it. I haven't it. done anything to remain young looking you have, whatsoever. No. So I just recently have. turned 40 a few months ago and uh, someone said, I was talking to someone, they, you know, like, oh, how old are you? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm 40. They're like, oh, wow. Yeah. I thought you were like. 38 or something like oh yeah that's also yeah, not a real big, big difference there. <laughs> like, oh, wow two years <laughs> blew my mind <laughs> thank you yeah <laughs> nope i'm two years older than that <laughs> yeah no i never get i never get 40 no one no one i, I smoke i drink i, I would I guess like coffee i would guess 37 shit. or 38 maybe no the only thing that gives it away right now is my like widow's peak so that's really recently it. someone said to me how old are you mid 40s i'm Oof. 39 and i was Oof. like i noticed i don't see any gray hairs maybe it's just the comb over or did you dye no, the I've hairs? Been dying it god oh, damn okay. it Although reno you don't say, do that what you don't do that <laughs> to someone the whole world knows that i dye what? My hair. the gray Asshole. hairs are the gray hairs are well, super that's something a 38 year old would say yeah <laughs> I've, I've got white hairs poking through my beard and mustache well, now reno's been you don't dying his say hair that forever. to do you dye your beard huh no 
Alright, so you got If you had an AI chatbot, you would have known not to say that. I feel so, like I'm getting more wrinkles in my forehead. Like, me I'm too. The, I have like the scrunched little... up by the brow. And but you go out in the sun a lot, wrinkly. though. You go outside. I, I, I almost it, never yeah. go in the sun. I'm over here still amazing looking. I don't do anything <laughs> right. to take care anyway. of myself. I'll work out like every other year. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's what I do. So this is interesting. Um, Coffee yeah, is like a, a meal of, supplement. A lot of men get gray hair only in their beard, but not in their actual like head hair. <laughs> or on their balls. Well, okay. Yeah. I'm not trying to talk about all of that right now. <laughs> Different yeah. Head. yeah. Yeah. Anyways. And you know, I should check to see if I've got any grays down there. I haven't really looked. Is that like part of your daily it. routine? You're like, nope, no yeah. gray hair. Yeah. Sounds yeah. Okay. good. Like what? Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's where I'll go gray first. You know. <laughs> I like how Mike was like, Reno, don't talk about Nina dying gray hair, but he was like, I gotta check and see if I have gray hair. But that's my that's my ball sack. Thank you for your that's there's nobody Thank else's ball your... sack involved in that yeah. you know this is a private action i'm gonna go in there and do my inspection nobody later else's on ball sack was harmed during the making exactly of this i can harm my own ball sack i'm not harming his ball sack his ball sack's ego is still intact oh good that's all that counts i bet if you went to mars though your ball sack would come back gray or like bald maybe if i had to go with 10 women yeah. and i was the only dude you goddamn right i'm going gray <laughs> oh my god anyways I don't know how we're going to segue to this necessarily, except just to say... Oh, well, Han, would you describe yourself, Nina, as an optimist, a pessimistic, or somewhere in the middle, like a realist? I'm very pessimistic, constantly. I have to work really hard to be optimistic, um, and I can do it if I need to, but it is not my default setting whatsoever. I'm constantly... When I wake up in the morning, I'm like, what do I have to worry about? Why are you looking... When you wake up in the morning, you're just like... Was expected to wake up today. Yeah. I love how <laughs> Reno was looking at me for an answer. What the fuck do you think it is? Well, I just want the audience to hear. Yeah. I, I know the answer. Yeah, well, I think the audience after a hundred and what, hundred and nine episodes knows right the fucking here. answer. So, Mike, what is it? Life is peachy. <laughs> Yeah. You we know what? Hear... What's the first thing I say when I wake up? Not Every... again. Yep. Every morning when I wake up, when like... my alarm goes beep, 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 I think to myself, not again. Now, to be fair, if you woke up whenever you wanted to, knowing you could do whatever you wanted, you probably wouldn't think that way. It's the routine and the grind and everything that you're annoyed about, probably for the most part. No, I think I'd still be like that. <laughs> okay. Just change your alarm sound. Yeah, and, just no. make it a happy face Wake up 15 sound. minutes later. Right. No, no that's all. I so okay but i'm pessimistic no matter what like whenever i get ready to do anything i'm always like what could go wrong let me go through all the options you know let me think about this and it does get in the way of taking risks i would say but i've never i know a lot of people who are optimistic by default and i'm constantly just like flabbergasted by their mindset i'm like how can you wake up in a good mood or how can you be like i can't wait to see what exciting thing happens today i'm just like don't you kind of resent don't that you yes a little bit? i resent it constantly i'm like how can anyone be that happy all the time it's either artificial or never trust i'm missing people. some genetic thing that they have never you know? the vandals did a song called about this called stop, stop smiling, smiling. Yeah. it's it's like it's my soundtrack Reno, what is your pessimist optimist rating? Because we've said ours. I would say I kind of fluctuate. It just kind of depends on my mood. Yeah. I would. I mean, I would say I'm kind of in the middle, a realist. I'd say I definitely dip into the more pessimistic. I, I see the pessimistic things, but sometimes you know I'm just in a good mood. Maybe it's a good week or a good day or whatever. It's the right setting. I can be optimistic, or, or, or I try to choose optimism to uh, 
not let the pessimism weigh me down because you know life's already kind of you know shitty yeah so Amy, i guess that's kind of revealing that i'm kind of a pest i'm i'd say more so if i had to pick one definitely on the pessimist anyone side. with an iota of common sense and critical thinking is going to be a pessimist now interestingly ding, 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 ding. Yeah. that's the article that's what this shows. you're welcome for the segue yeah. yes um, do you think mike secretly reads all these articles and acts like he didn't mm-hmm. so he knows how to segue you guys don't include me on the text but maybe you can somehow like find it um this study um which we pulled from neurosciencenews.com Sierra, does it say i don't forget like when or where they did this the university of bath mm. is where this is from super fancy and british the university of bath is that a british town is that you british know what university? i was thinking british but then as i said it i realized that might not be accurate hmm. wait a minute I have to someone, really think about someone it. should write us message us where is the university of bath we're, we're curious now i am gonna look it up right but, now but as we're doing this so excessive optimism is associated with lower cognitive skills oh, such as verbal fluency it's in bath england fluid reasoning numerical reasoning and memory and later on in the article they say that like you know correlation versus causation it, it it's it's looking more and more like lower cognitive skills causes or leads to the excessive optimism rather than vice versa and that makes sense to me because the more i mean kind of like what mike said but you know if you're not as actively aware of all of the things it's way easier to be happy i think just in general you know ignorance is bliss it just is yeah and i think you know cypher eating the steak yeah Mm -hmm. yep right Matrix. Another matrix, yeah. yeah. But you know, I, I don't think it's it's fair to say like, oh, you know, you're an optimist, you must be dumb. Like, it's not so simple as that. But it does make sense that you could be happier with much less effort if you're mm-hmm. a little more, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. And it also says that individuals with higher cognitive ability are better at balancing optimism with realism in important decision making processes. So like it's not what that like. Writing blanket like if you're an optimist you're dumb or if you're dumb you're an optimist or that we shouldn't try to be optimistic but rather that there seems to be this correlation if you uh are low on the verbal fluency the fluid reasoning the numerical reasoning and memory chances are you're probably more optimistic especially when it comes to financial expectations you're like oh yeah like we should go do that trip or like oh yeah we should start up this business yeah. and you're like that's a fucking horrible business. <laughs> Let's just idea. open a restaurant and see what happens. Like people that's, ask me all the time, yeah. like, why don't you open up a, a yoga studio? Because that's the dumbest fucking business model ever. It's a horrible, horrible, horrible business model. And also, I just hate it when people Doomed say, like, some random person looks at you and they know that you do a creative thing. They're like, well, why don't you just do this? And then you're like, oh, oh my god, I forgot to open a yoga studio. Yeah. Now that you've said it, I totally know how to do my life. Like, why don't you just be a rock star? You could just like <laughs> maybe, be making do- millions of dollars being <laughs> a musician. Know. You know. And I think, I mean. People say to me all the time, why don't you illustrate children's books? And while I appreciate the compliment and I think it's very nice, my reaction in my head is always like, do you own a publishing house? Have you written a book that you know is going to sell? Then yeah, I'll illustrate them. But in the meantime, don't don't act like it's so easy to just do this thing. Well, I know all the risks to, involved. To play devil's advocate, I have a good friend of mine who, who creates coloring books. Yeah. And that that's all she does. She doesn't work. She She's... Um, uploaded on Amazon and it's like self-published and like she sold like tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of coloring books and like she doesn't work yeah not to get like too into your <laughs> friend's personal life or maybe we can just like turn it into a more generic discussion mm-hmm. but I feel like people like that with that kind of like plan in their life they always have some sort of 
there's always a catch like they don't have their own health insurance or they have to like pay a lot to get that or they only buy like ten dollars of groceries a week or oh, yeah they they're really have, optimistic so you, you know. know well it's not it's no, never it's someone kidding. who's like i have i do this and i have a 401k and i've got a retirement like set and i have a house and i can like afford my bill it's never it doesn't seem to line up with you yeah. know they do have their own house oh but I don't know how financially stable and went out there. Yeah, there's always there's always uh, a downside. But to be fair, this person is probably much more optimistic, and maybe that worked for them versus me, where I'm like, here's all the stuff that can go wrong. I won't do it. Those optimistic fuckers that just smoke and eat bacon, and they eat live bacon. to be a hundred and don't ever get cancer or gray hairs. Yeah, those fuckers. But I like at the end of this article, um, there is a little bit of like, you know, our society encourages people to be optimistic. It's the preferred way to experience the world and react to things. And one of the doctors, I think, that was involved in this study is sort of saying, maybe we should rethink, you know, our embedding this in our cultural view. Like, it's the only way to be. You know? Yeah, I think you, oh, I remember just really kind of seeing like in the early 2000s and 2000 teens like this like you got to manifest you got to use positive thinking and like do you guys remember the secret oh Where, yeah the, the, the secret. secret and the secret yeah. is like just just think good thoughts and like stop thinking about what wrong could happen because like you'll you'll manifest I fucking yeah. fucking hate that Dude, term every time so i've ever much. heard anyone use that like i'm just over here you know i'm manifesting i just want to like, shove a fucking ice pick in their <laughs> it ear it was right? that time periods live your best life basically yeah. like it was like Jeez. that this it's, is it's, my it's, truth i'm manifesting oh, yeah, my truth. Oh, my truth. Way, yeah. oh i hate your yeah. truth yes. so much ah. but i think i mean there's something about like yeah you know i'm envious of people who can like think positively to go back to what you said before but like if you if you're constantly just like keeping negative thoughts at bay and you're only letting yourself believe that like joy and rainbows mm-hmm. exist, I feel like that's also just it's almost like, like it's the- a disservice to the rest of the people who are <laughs> suffering where you're just like everything's fine and then people are like dying of cancer and you're like, who cares? Rainbows. Like that's not how life is and it's that's almost not- like it's almost yeah. like the inverse of like bottling things up. Yeah, like, <laughs> it is. You're just you're going down this like you've narrowed your perspective of the world to just this mm-hmm. like positive thinking, golden ray of light, all the mm-hmm. way to heaven. And I just you can't. Or that's another, not how life is. It's not real. Another one like the buzz phrases and like it's like this new age spiritualism and self help stuff is like the shadow work. You know, you're not, not doing oh, shadow. work. I do work. like shadow work. Though. That. Yeah, it's such a nice <laughs> like, little catchphrase, right? Shadow work. Are you, are you are you are you doing any shadow work, producer Mike? What the fuck is that? <laughs> I so I do like new age Sh- stuff, not shadow to like work? shit all over everything, but yeah. It's okay, Mike, you're neurodivergent. You wouldn't get it. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> are we fighting? What are we doing here? <laughs> shadow work. Explain it, explain it. Shadow work is a catch-all phrase that just means like you're not shadow work is your shadow is like your negative sides, the things yeah. that you don't like about yourself and you like you neglect or you pretend that don't exist. It's the darker side of stuff and like if you don't acknowledge those shortcomings or the things you don't like about yourself or the things that you feel guilty or shameful for, you're not, you know, fully comes you're not fully. your full being. What, that you could be. what stupid fucking twat <laughs> comes up with these stupid words? 
Who? Who? I think. I, wanna, I think. I think. I wanna, uh, Carl Jung might have been the first one yeah, to talk about like, like self-examination and like he can't just he can't, and like in the context. I think then just Carl, call it that. No, wait. But he he did and it first. It's a poetic and then it became you know, popular. metaphorical. You know. Yeah, way but of you know who picks things. that up? A bunch of fucking stay-at-home white women, and they fucking put that shit on and the internet and created a fucking hashtag. That's what happens. Are you doing shadow work right now? No, I'm beating you to a bloody fucking pulp. Is what I'm about to do. God. Yeah, I hate all these words, all these little fucking okay, buzzwords. If you just here's the thing: if you take Shut the concept up. and you ignore the word, the buzzword that's like taken over society, the whatever the buzzword of the day. Yeah, no, yeah. Every, you just think about it like as a regular person living your life, and you're like, all right. You think about yourself as a whole being and everything that you need to do and and process and acknowledge and everything else to have a good life. That's all it is. That's all any of these things are. Going to Mars, 3D printing cheesecake, shadow work. It's all just about how can you be a human and enjoy your life. You know what this is? This is a bunch of stupid fucks out there that have zero fuck personality whatsoever. Creating a bunch of shit to try to like inject some form of artificial meaning into their life. That's what it is. I, that, that's that, all, that's all, all this shit is. Whenever somebody says some stupid <laughs> fucking bullshit like this, like I think this was one of our last, that like, like what were we oh, talking relationship, about? Yeah, the relationships, uh, like the soft si- ghosting no, or whatever sh- the fuck. situation Yeah, dude, every time someone creates a word like this, every fucking time, so everybody latches onto this fucking word, like a bunch of fucking lemmings, dude. Well, we are lemmings. Like, I, I can't stand these terminologies who the fuck comes up with this shit who I, does i'm so sick of hearing everyone like create this little fucking was it noun or whatever i don't give a fuck verb pronoun. whatever the fuck it is i don't know i just know how to speak i don't need to put a label on it right like what every time someone comes up with this little buzz feed f- phrase <laughs> fuck <laughs> bullshit i just want i just like it like i envision snapping their neck as slowly as possible <laughs> Just, 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 just <laughs> like watching the most extreme pain. Like it will crack. Don't worry, I will get there. <laughs> and I just keep saying that fucking word while I fucking twist your neck ever so fucking slowly. Chiropractor right? Mike. Yeah, yeah. I'm, go- I'm going to kill you. I'm just going okay. to do it as slow but as Mike, fucking possible. So here, I not to, whatever, but I will. You do shadow work all the time. What the fuck? <laughs> you just don't call it that. And yeah. I do it too. I, I love to write in journals. I only do it when I'm in the mood and I feel like I need so, to do it. What is my shadow work? What is it? <laughs> what is it? That What is it? What do I do that's shadow work? I'm not going to tell what you because then you'll stop you, doing it. I think, I think you... Reno could probably guess. What? So again, like shadow work is a, is a nice label that worked for some people. It's a term that people are like, oh, well, yeah, that describes... And maybe it's like a nice, cool, catchy mystique kind of thing that's makes like makes oh. you feel more interesting right than you and are. it gives it kind of this like spiritual or psychological weight but yeah, shadow work is like acknowledging your faults or like reflecting on your thoughts critically thinking yeah. on you people the call me of- god i have no faults <laughs> your because you done. acknowledge your faults right. it's yeah. a, jesus it's a catch 42 oh yeah that's true yeah you do it though so but anyway this, this right. episode has been a really cool deep dive on like the human condition and like what makes us I haven't had humans, what, what makes us tick and what makes us different than just uh, robots, what makes us similar to like algorithm AI and the importance of being more than just, you know, algorithms more and than just our brain conditions, chemistry. indoctrinated behavioral machines. So what better way to <laughs> jump topic? Um, chickens. 
Oh, chickens. Yeah, chickens, you say. Chickens. This is, this is the final topic. I know about chickens, and I know about a few other animals that might be involved in this article a- here. But Apparently, if you want to grow dinosaur legs on something, chickens, I do. chickens are the best way to go about it. <laughs> this kind of makes sense to me. I was thinking about this as we were reading it. And if you've ever watched a chicken walk, and if you haven't, you better do it. <laughs> they do kind of move like a T-Rex in a way. So it makes sense. You take that body. Uh, 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 I don't know. First of all, because they don't have like any forearms. So they've already got that practice yeah. down. And then when they walk, their legs are kind of like positioned on the sides of their bodies instead of how ours are, where it's just straight down. They have like those little, those, those big round bodies and then like mm-hmm. the legs that support them. And they kind of move like this. A little bit. I can imagine a chicken walking even more so like a T-Rex. If you gave it dinosaur legs. Yes. We all would yes. if we had dinosaur legs. Yeah. But... Yeah. There's a, a sad ending to this article. I don't know if I want to spoil it now or not. But Spoil it. Um, scientists have figured out how to grow dinosaur-like legs on chickens. Now, to be clear, if you're picturing like a regular-sized chicken and then like to scale <laughs> T-Rex legs, that is not what it is. <laughs> but it's I like, wasn't, but now I am. Yeah, but see, there you go. You're welcome. Um, they figured out how to do it. But really, um, this, this sort of hybrid animal, I think, only was in the embryo stage. They did not allow these dinosaur-like chickens to hatch and Aww. walk around and experience the world. Um, but they proved, I guess, through their genetic manipulation that it was possible. And if the eggs hatched, it would have, you know, come out that way. Maybe it was an ethical thing. And for once, scientists were like, we probably shouldn't make this animal for real. But we could. That's like... 3D Jurassic print park. No, that's like 3D printing a cheesecake and be like, let's not eat it. Maybe that's what happened though. It's like let's bake a cake, but then destroy it before we eat it because it might be like too good. Have your cake and not eat it too. Fucking is a. what this was. I like that. Um, this this started back in 2015, but in 2014 they said that they had like a low tech uh, study where they strategically placed weights on chickens' legs to make it walk along even more like a T Rex. Yeah, so they let it practice. Or maybe I guess the practice was for them, really, because they didn't make the animal for real. What probably happened is some grad students like, I know what my thesis is. I know what my thesis <laughs> is like going to be. like smoking, like if getting high all day. A few little ankle weights in just the right spot. <laughs> I bet you this chicken will walk like this animal that I've never seen walk before in my life. Like, yeah, exactly. Like how we, do we know? Right. We only know. We assume how a T-Rex looks like it was walking from Jurassic Park and similar movies. Like, yeah. Who knows what they, how they really look when, like, when they walk. I mean, we could kind of guess from all of the skeletons we've put together in the past and, you know. I want to say they hop like those birds, like pigeons and ravens. Oh my God, what if they did? Like but it was T-Rex's like earth shattering Just doink, 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 doink. Earth kangaroo step. kind of That'd be funny. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. I like to think that. But yeah, they chose chickens because obviously birds are the ancestors or the descendants of dinosaurs dinosaurs are the ancestors of birds yeah. yes yeah so yeah they started with the feet that kind of makes sense yeah apparently they After just the basically weights. um they have just a longer shin bone a fibula so uh they were testing out like growing longer shins for birds because they have a really short uh, fibula yeah yeah but i don't know i guess this whole thing they were trying to just show the relationship between dinosaurs and birds because i can't imagine like a a real world reason to do this other than just being like maybe it'll work because they're related kfc baby longer (laughs) drumsticks could you imagine get you the new extra crispy t-rex chicken drumstick right i can't imagine that commercial writes itself so just what people want i mean if i still ate meat i'd 
I'll try it. That might be the the catalyst for going back to meat mm-hmm. if they ever make these for real. But then can you imagine like going through all this work just to make food and it's not even like an animal they want to study in a zoo. They're just like, that. Nope. Would you try a dinosaur leg? No. Like, why not i don't know yeah. i don't know if i could I, whatever they'd eat me if i didn't eat them well yeah but this thing if it had hatched wouldn't be able to eat you it's the size of a chicken so i eat chicken all the time there you go yeah <laughs> there you go i think that about wraps up this episode it does thanks for listening to another <laughs> podcast of six degrees of rumination <laughs> so anti-climatic yeah, well, i mean what do you say after like chickens with dinosaur yeah. legs you can't top that uh, there's my pessimistic work on your shadow work and we'll get a better ending yep <laughs> i'm gonna dedicate this episode to dexter we haven't oh, podcasted yeah. in a while so the last episode dexter was still with us and this is our first six degrees of rumination without our without our official mascot yeah without a yeah. little bell in the background that's yeah. not the lead singer of offspring by the nope. way he's right. still alive no yeah yeah that's my that's that was cat. my tuxedo cat nina's in my tuxedo cat of 15 years so. one of the reasons why you're glad 2023 is over not yep. that not for any other reason really just that yep. but you know so yeah to dexter this to Dex. honorary podcast member this has been Six Degrees of Rumination with your host, Nina Boyd. Rena Gorman. And their producer, Mike. Good night.